Hi, everybody. Lovely that you joined us here today. Um, today, I have a very special guest, and that's Michelle Boya, Boya, who I've known for quite a few years. And um, she is the managing director for Scania Taiwan. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much to, 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 that you're taking time um, to spend with us this morning or where I am. It's morning, afternoon for you. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your uh, current role um, and the organization that you're with? Yes, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm a managing director for Scania in Taiwan since uh, October 2019. Um, I moved here with with my whole family. It's a fantastic place to be. Um, and uh, a little bit about Scania Taiwan. We employ almost 400 people. Uh, 60 of these are part of uh, the production and uh, the rest report then to the commercial side, which is the one I am responsible for. Amazing. We sell bus yeah, we, sorry, we sell buses and trucks um, together with services um, and uh, we want to be available for customers throughout the life cycle of the vehicle. Um, and looking for, for to be a solution provider, uh, a sustainable transport solution provider. And we have 11 um, service and repair workshops covering all of Taiwan. Oh, wonderful. So you, have you been able to travel throughout the country since uh, you, you went over to Taiwan? Yes. Yes, I've been to, to more or less every corner of the country. So it's uh, um, fantastic, fantastic people, fantastic countryside and uh, wonderful to be here and do business. That's amazing. You know, I, I keep hearing about uh, Taiwan and, and it's amazing food. Is it as good as people say it is? I think so. And what I like very much is uh, the variety. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, clear that there are influences from China, Japan, Korea, uh, Thailand. So it's um, uh, it's uh, almost difficult for me to say what, what is genuine Taiwanese, but uh, all the food I've had so far is uh, amazing. <laughs> well, I can't wait to come and visit you, Michela, and try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I look forward to that. <laughs> right. So I, I also wanted to um, ask you a little bit, bit about you know the times that we're in right now. It's been it's been challenging, right, uh, for all of us in different ways. This especially this past year or so. But what what has been your experience, um, you know, at Scania and and how have you and your team adapted or managed through this time? Mm -hmm. Uh, we are very lucky, I have to say. The Taiwanese people have taken this uh, pandemic very seriously and they were very, very early to act already before the first case was discovered in Taiwan. Uh, already in, in December, they started to prepare and uh, we actually have no... Um, no um, internal or what should we say uh, national spread uh, only oh. people coming back arriving to Taiwan have uh, brought COVID but they are immediately isolated so we have had uh, two breakouts but they were contagious. so since mm. uh, 
April until December, we had nothing and then came the second wave, which was closed very quickly again. But uh, I think one of the reasons is because of all the precautions uh, everyone mm. is taking and the responsibility everyone is showing uh, in terms of wearing masks, social distancing. And in all our workshops, we had our customer lounges put outdoors so they wouldn't have to sit uh, mm. cramped in, in rooms. And we tried, uh, when we had the outbreaks, we had uh, digital meetings. But right. uh, now we're back to meetings uh, and working uh, like normal, but with uh, a bit extra hand sanitizers and oh, checking yes. temperatures. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah. I think the bigger challenge has been actually to get vehicle deliveries from Europe where there's been uh, some component challenges and the uh, sea freight has been a little bit more unreliable and, and delayed. So uh, we have had to work very closely with our customers, uh, very mm. close dialogue to um, secure that they get vehicles when they need them. And the bus industry here, of course, also had the bigger drop, I would say. The tourism has dropped. We don't have any visitors. Right, of course, yes. Nobody can come in. Yeah, you know, that's. It sounds a little bit like how uh, New Zealand has dealt with this pandemic, which is interesting. You know, um, that you know Jacinta, and she's been hailed hailed as being one of the leaders that has handled this whole pandemic most beautifully. So, but it sounds like you in Taiwan, you've experienced more or less the same, which is wonderful. I'm so happy. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm, you know, you know where I'm coming from in terms of the Inspire Group's perspective and, and the work that we do. So I'm, of course, really interested um, to hear more about what you are doing regarding learning, the learning and development inside of Scania, maybe leadership development. Um, is there any sort of particular focus at this at this time? Um, could you tell us a little bit what's going on in that space at Scania? Yes, um, I would love to. We Scania has has uh, always had a very very strong culture, which uh, we all believe is one of the strong success factors uh, throughout the years. And uh, leadership is one of the most important bases there to, to make sure that the right conditions uh, are available for, for em every employee to contribute and excel and uh, the behavior within the organization. Mm -hmm. So we are constantly talking about our, our uh, core values, of course, but I, I would say more importantly that they are, they are lived. Mm. Uh, but, but now, the last few years, we see a bigger turnover of staff and, uh, of course, that also creates more, uh, a bigger need to, to go through these core values. So, we introduce all new employees uh, faster into this. Uh, historically, people would start working for Scania and they mm. never left, so they could really um, live core values throughout their their professional lifetime and yeah. now we have a little bit bigger turnover with the young generation so we see more more focus is needed to actually uh, spend time on the core values and and the Scania leadership covering vision and strategy people and team system and flow right and I, and I understand because I mean we've talked a little bit about this before haven't we Michelle I understand that this is really part of 
everyday conversation at Scania. Yes, uh, yes. Also, when we when we make plans for for future directions, of course, we we make sure that they are in line with with uh, our core values. And also, if something has gone wrong, we can go back to the core values and see what what happened here. Uh, is there anything that we sh we what can we learn from from what has happened, and how to make make sure that we follow our core values. And then, of course, you can address any, like, adjust anything to get get on track again. That's that's really really powerful. I think there will be a lot of uh, people that will listen to your podcast thinking, "How is that even possible?" <laughs> because <laughs> I, I know I think we've we've experienced that with with quite a lot of uh, our partners, where you know it is it is the aspiration is to be able to live core uh, core values and and have that culture, but it's it actually. Is very rare to see um, uh, from our perspective, you know. So, so I'm I'm so happy to hear that. And um, is is there anything do you think in that space that maybe comes from maybe a Swedish leadership style, or you know, how how do you feel about that? Like in in terms of how people are engaging with each other, each other, and you are creating that culture together. Uh, Good question. I mean, Scania is a Swedish company, and uh, I would say that the leadership is very much based on um, the typical Swedish uh, leadership style. Um, I, I know that um, many, f f for the first time when, when they get in touch with Swedish leadership, they get a little bit confused and sometimes a bit frustrated. Uh, they feel it's um, a lot is discussed and decisions uh, take a long time. Mm. But I, I strongly believe that it's worth investing in that extra time in the beginning. First mm. of all, because everyone can give input and the more, if, if more contribute, the, you will actually uh, reach a better solution or the best possible solutions. Everyone's mm. opinion is valued. Mm. Um, and secondly, this helps uh, to understand the why. Questions yes. can be asked and answered before we, we set to work and we save a lot of time and confusion uh, later in the process if, if this has been sorted out. So, so amazing. Once, yeah, yeah, so once discussed and agreed, uh, things, uh, I would say, happen, happen much faster. Yeah, because everybody can see the role that they play and they will have been able to have been in a space where they can raise concerns to see what's in it for me, how, how you know, how am I going to contribute to, to this, right, from the mm -hmm. get-go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that the what becomes clear, the why is understood, and, and the how and when is much faster. And if you compare, for example, to um, a decision that is made and people are just told to get to work, they may yeah. all start working immediately, but in slightly different directions uh, with uh, different interpretations. And of mm. course, the motivation will completely drop very fast if, if you have um, worked on the wrong things. You've spent yes. time and you put energy into something that turns out to be wrong or, or there's confusion when you deliver it. Yes. Yes, so working working with the same, along with the same sort of message in mind that everybody is, you know, have we 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 call it like um, it, uh, an outcome statement. So this is it's so interesting when you describe this because it reminds me of when we do like a co-design with the partner. At the at the end of the co-design, you have different stakeholders as part of that conversation, 
and you get everybody's input. So you have the buy-in and people understand what's going to be happening. And they agree together on an outcome statement. Like, this is what we're going to do. And now it's very clear. And, and keeping that very simple, right? So everybody's on board. I love mm. that. Mm. Yeah, and another important success factor, I would say, in, in Swedish leadership is is uh, that we're working very much with with trust and and mm. nurturing curiosity. And this has taken many Swedish companies uh, forward throughout yes. the times. And and trust is, of course, a feeling. You cannot just tell someone to implement trust. It comes yes. from a common set of values and beliefs. So that's why it's so important also to continue to discuss values and, and share your your beliefs. Yes, it's not a magic pill that you can take and, and it's just going to happen, right? It takes time to build and create that culture. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I think, you know, so again, something that um, we at Inspire, we've heard a lot about in this past year in particular, this this trust, uh, you know, how do you how do you establish that trust when people are working from home? When you've been lucky, you've been able to get back to to see to to work um, already. But in many countries, you know, they're still like around Southeast Asia. They were struggling with not being able to to get into the office, etc. Where how am I going to make sure that I'm creating that that uh, culture and team spirit, keeping everybody engaged, where we have Zoom fatigue and people are just so fed up of this. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of trust. I love it, Michela. <laughs> 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 and um, so I, I'm also um, uh, curious to hear a little bit, you know, in what's going on in the, in your space in terms of what might be a big focus uh, for you and Scania Taiwan in the next six to 12 months or so? Yeah, um, first of all, of course, this is uh, to continue to to keep staff and, and customers safe. Um, mm. And then we have uh, the, the business challenges with uh, the, the long lead times. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, with the uh, components shortage and unstable shipments. So, so very much uh, a dialogue with with our customers and our staff as well. Of course, um, yes. in addition to that, we are actually doing a focused drive uh, this year to to go through our our uh, the Scania leadership uh, on all levels of the organization. So, starting from our CEO in Sweden um, mm. and then going through. So, I had to say with all the MDs in, in uh, the AOR region, Asia-Pacific okay. region, and uh, where we had a number of discussions about our leadership uh, principles. And uh, that is something that I am now in the midst of doing with my management team. Um, and for them, as a next step will be to take it to, to their managers, where I will also participate to discuss, reflect, what are we doing good? What should we focus on? Um, and um, yeah, continue to, to follow up. And we have a challenge actually with um, with uh, technician uh, recruitment and retention. Mm. So also here, it's very important with the leadership on every workshop so that we, we must reach all the way out. Right, this, this sounds very different from the traditional uh, performance appraisal discussions that happens once or maybe max twice a year. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's... Uh, <clears throat> um, 
maybe not replacing the the uh, those discussions uh, that they are also needed and they have another value but this is more again to make sure that we that we live what what we um, uh, the culture we have in Scania that we can con continue and support everyone to to maximize the potential and I I, I think leadership if I can come back to that we also mm -hmm. have to follow the the, the changes and, and modern leadership I think is very much more about connecting and collaborating rather than uh, commanding and controlling yes so micromanagement is not really a, the role of, of a modern leader. It's more coach, guide and influence rather than dictate. Yes, absolutely. And leaders should be evalu evaluated on, on the team's performance rather than, than on their own performance. So it, it's, um, yeah, we, we have to be flexible and, and uh, I think leadership is, is democratizing a little bit uh, globally actually, which is positive. Yes, absolutely. Gosh, that that sounds exciting. So, that just that whole rollout that that you've described, I think, um, I think it's a, an environment, a culture that uh, anybody would be happy to work with. That in terms of having those open d discussions and discovering, you know, what, how are we implementing or we're living living the culture, living the values, right, on the day to day. So um, that that's amazing. Um, Okay, and in and in terms of um, you know, I hope you don't mind me asking, uh, but you know, for your family and everything, there you have all your family with you in Taiwan, and they're uh, they're loving the life there, right? Yes, yes, they are. Um, it's been a long time away from Sweden. We haven't uh, dared to to uh, travel, yes. so of course they miss family and friends at home. But it's a fantastic place to be, and everything has been new to us. So we have been uh, traveling and being tourists within Taiwan. So that has been fantastic. They love it, and we, we all love it. <laughs> That's so good. Well, Michelle, um, I'm so happy that you've um, taken the time to talk to us uh, today. And um, I just wish you and uh, Team Scania and, of course, your family all the best for um, this coming year. And I know, I know you're going to knock it out of the park. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking forward to just, you know, keeping in touch and, and hearing about um, also, you know, the rolling out of this the leadership conversations around uh, the culture, etc., because it's something that that I, I think it's just it's just so valuable that you are taking it um, seriously and living it right every day um, for you and, and the people at Scania. So, hats off for that. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to add before we uh, close off? Um, well, thank you for those kind words. Uh, it's been a pleasure to to join. Um, no, I think I think leadership is amazing, and I think everyone can take a leadership role. Uh, also, you can actually lead your co-workers, even if you don't have the organizational leadership role. You can show that you you care about each other and and. Uh, be yourself and share what you believe and, and uh, people will follow. There you go. Wow, what a great finish. I love that, Michelle. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, Thank you, you so much. You stay safe and uh, we'll speak again soon. And again, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thank you very much.